Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is episode nine on the Merry Biz podcast with Gala Darling. Welcome to Merry Biz. Get inspired to live your best life and learn what it takes to create an epic business from the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas. Let's get our Merry Biz on. Today's guest is author, teacher, and speaker, originally from New Zealand, now living it up in New York City. In her early 20s, she was completely miserable and thought the fastest way to fulfillment was to simply stop eating. She overcame her sense of self-loathing and discovered the bad arsery of happiness. She now dedicates her life to helping other women fall in love with themselves too. She blogs about how there's magic around every corner, writes books which show women how beautiful they are and speaks about finding your voice and blazing your own trail. And she does it all in sequence. Published author and co-founder of the Blog Academy and Miracle Worker online programs, we are so excited to welcome the one and only Gala Darling to Mary Biz. Woo! Woo! I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. Oh, our pleasure. Yes. We're so pumped to have you on the show. So pumped. And our very first question we ask all our guests is, what has been on your agenda today? Oh, my goodness. What has <laughs> been on my agenda today? Uh, woke up, made breakfast um, with my boyfriend, then uh, worked some more, did a Periscope at 1230. Um, I'm doing Periscope every day, Monday through Friday, which is super fun. Wow. Wow. We focus on... We focus on gratitude and talking about what we're thankful for. So it makes everyone feel really good. It's such a nice way to start the day. And then I had a call with my graphic designer about redesigning my site, which was fantastic. Um, Went to the gym, um, just went and bought birthday presents for my boyfriend's daughter, who is 14 today. And now I'm talking to you guys. So that was my day. Awesome. Fun day. Yeah, Yeah, it sounds jam-packed. Now... We know all about you because we love your blog and we read it, but some of our listeners might not know how you got started and, you know, where did Gala Darling actually begin? Take us back. So, oh man. So I grew up in New Zealand and lived there till I was 22. And when I was 22, I decided I was kind of sick of being depressed and miserable all the time. And I Mm. underwent this massive transformation, mostly through using EFT or tapping. And, um, when I did that, I also decided that I wanted to change my name because my name like never really fit me and I never really felt any connection to it. So I said that I wanted to, um, have a new name come to me in a dream. And Mm -hmm. like a couple of weeks later, I had like a mid afternoon nap and my name Gala Darling was written in a cloud somewhere. 
I woke up and wrote it down and I was like, I'm changing my name. So I changed so my cool. name. It cost me like 50 bucks or something. It's like the best $50 <laughs> I've ever spent. Amazing. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I moved to Australia to Melbourne and I was living there. I lived there for about a year and a half. And while I was there, I started my blog. And I've been running it for nine years now full time, which is crazy to think about. I can't even believe that that has happened. Uh And um, yeah, you know, I started writing about personal style because that was really what interested me. And at the time, all of the blogs about fashion and style were very snarky or focused Mm. on celebrity fashion. And I didn't care about that. I wanted to explore style as a way of expressing yourself and um, becoming the person you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that a lot of the questions were really about self-love, you know, like mm-hmm. these people were writing to me and they felt bad in their clothing. And the answer is not like, oh, well, you need better tailoring or a brighter color. The answer yeah. was really like, well, we need to work on who you are yourself. We need to work mm-hmm. on why you don't accept yourself the way you are. Um, and so this, the content of the blog started to change. So I've been writing about radical self-love. I like yeah. christened it that in 2011. So again, that's a pretty long time too, like five years. Mm, wow. Mm-hmm. What? So what is radical self-love? So we've heard about self-love, but what is radical self-love? <laughs> I like to think of it as radical self-love because self-love can sound a little gentle. Like you uh-huh, should just yeah. take a bubble bath and, you know, count backwards from 10 and everything will be fine. I don't really believe in that. I believe in if you have a problem, like let's get to the root of it and dig it out and transform it and make it something that can be fuel for your future. Um, And I think that self-love, especially, you know, when you dare to be, um, you know, shorter or taller or blacker or whiter or whatever than what is like cool or Mm -hmm. beautiful in magazines and in the media, that shit is a revolutionary act. Because self-hatred is a multi-billion dollar industry. We are constantly being sold these things to be, you know, to be told that we should be like this or we should be like that. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, fuck that shit. Because yeah. I don't believe in that. And, and also, no matter how hard we try to be that person, we're never going to be that person. Like, so I, am, I am never going to be Mary-Kate Olsen, and you are never going to be, like, Giselle Bunchen. Like, it's yeah. never going to happen, right? Never. <laughs> so, and that's awesome. <laughs> and that is awesome. So let's cut the bullshit and yeah. celebrate who we really are. I love that. Oh, so much. Me love too. <laughs> so we heard, we, we heard the siren in the background. So you're coming in from New York. What yes. is your favorite thing about New York. It is an amazing city. We love it so much. Tell us why you love it. Oh, man. I loved it before I got here. So I think I just watched Ghostbusters and Home Alone (laughs) 2 too many times. And I was like, I need to be there. Um, And I always knew that I would love it here. And when I got here for the first time, it just felt like home in a way that had never felt like that before. Um, but I think the thing I love most about it is just the energy of the city. Like it's palpable. If you've been here, you can feel it on the street. And, um, this is such a hotbed of culture and like basically everything cool that ever happened happened here or had its roots here or there was some kind of influence that happened in New York. Like, yeah, it's such an amazing place. Ah, so cool. So Mm. you started your blog. How many years ago was it? 2006. 2006. Nine years. 
Amazing. So Mm. was it like it's a full-time thing now. So Mm -hmm. what was the transition like from, you know, doing it part-time to then doing it full-time? And was there any fears around, you know, jumping in and and (gasps) doing blogging? I know so many of our (laughs) listeners are like, how the hell do people blog? (laughs) Yeah. So it's really crazy. I started my blog in 2006 because I went for an interview at, do you know that store Dangerfield? Okay. So I went for a job interview there because I had just moved to Melbourne. I was living with my boyfriend. I didn't have a job. He did, but it was kind of a weird job. And I was like, okay, I need to make some money. I went for this job interview and I thought I killed it. Like I talked to everybody that came in and I thought I was like nailing it. And they were like, yeah, we're not going to hire you. And it was so devastating to my ego. Like I had been managing a Lush Cosmetics store back in New Zealand. Like I knew what I was fucking doing. But I kind of see that as like divine intervention that they didn't Mm -hmm. want to hire me. I was like, okay, maybe now it's time to actually do what I really want to do. Mm -hmm. And I had always wanted to start a magazine and I had been, you know, online journaling since like 1996. Mm -hmm. So I had this massive amount of, I know, right. This massive amount of experience in the online arena and like sharing my thoughts and learning how to communicate with an audience and getting them to, um, kind of come into your world a little bit. So I already had like 10 years of job training basically that I didn't realize. And I thought, okay, I'll start this blog kind of as a test for a magazine. And if it works, then I'll make the transition and I'll do a magazine. And it was so big and it kind of took on a life of its own that I never really got around to doing a magazine. And I'm glad about that now. Mm. You know, a blog um, means you can be kind of nimble. You can make decisions quickly. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cost Uh a lot to make changes. You don't have a big staff. Like, it's great. Um, So, yeah, I started my blog with like a $3,000 credit card limit and nothing else which I absolutely don't recommend anybody does. It's fucking stupid (laughs) and foolish. Um, But yeah, and also blogging has changed so much. Like it used to be that, you know, you'd make your money on advertising or whatever, and things are really, really different now. I think Mm -hmm. um, it's very hard to make a living by being a blogger these days, and it's really about being an entrepreneur more than a blogger. Yes, totally, totally So the people that I know or see who are doing well online, like they are not just blogging. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Just like James Altucher says that the average millionaire has, uh, or multimillionaire has, an average of seven different income streams. Mm-hmm. Like that is how you do it. You have to have all these various things going. And I was even watching an interview with Louis C.K. today, where he was being interviewed by Howard Stern. I love Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he was talking about all the things he does. So he has his Louis TV show. He has his live stand-up. Um, performances where he sells mm-hmm. tickets and then he also films those and produces them and sells them on his website and that's mm-hmm. just three income streams so mm-hmm. you know yeah. in order to be successful I think at anything especially these days you need to be diversifying yeah. and figuring out like okay how can I make money on this and on that and on this you really have to be very aware and uh, proactive and creative yeah, love that. Totally Such good advice for our listeners, and we totally agree. Mm. Um, so, Gala, you mentioned that you know you've been personal journaling online for all those years. Yeah, and we we know that you put like a lot, a lot, a lot of personal info online. Mm. Is there a is there a line that you just wouldn't cross, or is it like you just put everything out there? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I like to think that I have some boundaries. Uh-huh. Um, 
and I probably, I think I do. Like, you know, I got divorced last year and I mm. haven't really talked a lot about it because it's not really anybody's business. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's tricky because I do want to share like what I discovered about myself and what helped mm. me get through it and all of that kind of thing. And I will do that. But I just mm-hmm. have to be mindful of the fact that like my ex-husband's life is private and he doesn't want yeah. it shared. And, yeah. you know, I don't want to upset him by saying something that is really like totally. that no one really needs to know. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm pretty open. Like I got a boob job at like yeah. Thanksgiving and I wrote about <laughs> that. Like, you know, I really I mean, when it comes to like my own life, there's really not a lot that I won't share as long as I think there's some value in it for my readers. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't like to just share it for the sake of it. Um, I yeah. like there to be like a reason why I'm sharing this. I love love it so much. So in all of your journey of blogging and business, what do you think has been your biggest challenge to overcome? I I think the trickiest thing with blogging is probably just the uncertainty. Like um, my business model has evolved so much over Mm. the years. You know, Mm -hmm. I've been blogging for, like I said, nine years and I only got a book deal last year. So that's a long time of like working at it without really seeing any external validation. Um, and I think it's just, yeah, the uncertainty, like you, you know, like I said, I started with selling advertising and then that stopped because the market totally changed and then creating my own products and then Mm -hmm. doing sponsored posts and then being like, this doesn't feel very good. I'm not going to do that Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, so really it's kind of, you just have to be very nimble, like I was saying, and Mm -hmm. able to kind of make those changes quickly. Mm -hmm. I think, um, that's the thing that trips people up is they're like oh but this worked like last yeah. year so yes. yeah I'm just gonna keep pressing it but you have to know kind of when to fold and try something different oh, totally. I love that advice Such me too advice. and um you mentioned your book which is amazing congratulations yes, on being published with Hay House so exciting <laughs> so but you actually self-published it first right yeah um, I actually was thinking about this and I self-published it twice, basically. So oh. this this book is um, back in 2009, 2010. I wanted to write a book, but I was like, I don't have the time because I was blogging like every day and it was like yeah. eating up all of my creative juices. So I thought I will write a book and I will write one chapter every month and I will sell it to the readers of my website because I think that they would be excited to read more for me, but oh. I, ne- I need like be paid to do it because I can't just do it for free so that was like basically the first draft of this book so I did 12 chapters and released one a month um and each chapter was like massive like 10,000 words and um, I would record myself reading it aloud so everybody got an mp3 as well so that was like the first draft of the book and then I basically reworked the whole thing I used that as the like very rough draft reworked Mm. it and self-published it last summer and then Hay House picked it up and wanted to reissue it so this is really like the third time that this has been released but every time it's like getting polished up and it's slicker and it's more beautiful Uh and it's just you know becoming a better final product oh i'm so excited for you yeah thank you (laughs) (laughs) so would you say like the book publishing would be one of the biggest and greatest achievements of your journey or what else would be one of your huge achievements yeah it's definitely like it's definitely an achievement and it's something I'm super super proud of um because you know the book publishing journey was really tricky and I had spoken to other publishers and they'd been like we don't really get this and 
I had spoken to my agent who was like, I can't really sell this right now. Mm. And I decided that it was a message that was important enough that I was going to take the yeah. risk and self-publish it. And I thought, I didn't even know how many copies I would sell, probably not that many. And, um, you know, I self-published it using Amazon print on demand. Mm -hmm. So easy. You literally upload yeah. a PDF. Crazy, and, right? um, yeah, amazing. And like the day that I put it up for presale, I went up to Woodstock, um, upstate with my friend Veronica Barlow and mm -hmm. there was like really no internet. So I didn't really look at anything. <laughs> and then around midnight I looked and I was like number one on Amazon <gasps> movers and shakers. It was like top of the category. It like went amazing. off. So... <laughs> I think, like, I guess the thing about that is I really feel that it's important to back yourself. So yeah. if there's something you really want to do, don't just wait around hoping that someone is going to be like, yeah, you're good enough, we'll pick you. You yeah, have to show people that you can create under your own steam. And if you're not mm -hmm. willing to do that, then you've got to really ask yourself, like, do I really want this or mm -hmm. do I just want a paycheck? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important. So that is like definitely my biggest achievement, not just in terms of like, yes, Hay House wanted it, but I'm proud of myself for taking the risk in yeah. self-publishing it because it could have been a total flop. I could have sold like five copies, you know? Yeah. Um, who knows? Like you never know what's going to happen when you create something. Um, and mm. other than that, it's just like silly things. Like um, my favorite fashion designer is Betsy Johnson. And um, I walked in her Fashion Week show one year, oh, um, wow. which was really awesome and such an honor. And she's so cool. And um, I worked with like Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, who also I loved. Um, and this was all kind of when I was in like my fashion blogging years. Yeah. So those were like cool, fun, like glamorous achievements. But really the best thing is like being out in public and some girl working in a store will be like, are you gala darling and your <laughs> blog is amazing and it like changed my life and like yeah. that I, there's nothing more incredible or satisfying or gratifying than that like you can't totally. ask for more um and it really reaffirms that I'm doing what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing in this world mm -hmm. and especially because writing can be so solitary like you feel mm -hmm. like you're typing into a void a lot of the time mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. to get that interpersonal feedback is really tremendous for me Totally. Oh, oh, so, so amazing. Mm. So, Gala, what are your current obsessions? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, we love reading this on your blog. <laughs> current obsessions. Let me think. I'm obsessed with my boyfriend right now. Like, <laughs> yes, that's a good obsession. <laughs> he's so amazing. Like, he's just Aww. the best. So, I'm obsessed with him. Um, what else am I obsessed with? I'm, like, looking around my house to see what I'm obsessed with. I don't know. Pink? I'm always obsessed with pink. <laughs> always. Always. And um, I'm obsessed with, like, organizing things by color. So my friend, my graphic designer, actually was in town with me last week, and we had a blizzard, and we decided to organize my bookshelves by color. So it's, like, this ombre rainbow bookshelf. It looks amazing. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, we did see it on Facebook. That was big blizzard in New York. Oh, God, Crazy. I know. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So we talked about pink and we know like when we were at your event in New York, you gave us all rose quartz crystals and Yay. we love crystals. So we'd love to ask you what your favorite crystal is and what they mean to you. Mm, good question. So I, I'm so obsessed with crystals. I love rose quartz too because I feel like rose quartz is the radical self-love stone and that's why I gave yes. it to everybody during the salon like 
this is the stone of self-love, absolutely. But interestingly, perhaps, the stone that I have the most of in my house is amethyst. I mm. just have, like, stockpiles of amethyst everywhere. If I see a beautiful piece of amethyst, I cannot help myself from buying it. And I think <laughs> partially, like, it's really beautiful, but also it's a stone about creativity, and that's yeah. really the most important thing to me. And it's the thing that I value the most is that sense of creativity and freedom with what I do. So um, the, the fact that I can create whatever I want at any time and there's no one to say like, oh, I don't think you should post that or whatever um, mm. is really wonderful for me. And I think that's the coolest thing about, you know, being an entrepreneur today is you can be as niche and weird as you want to be. Yeah. And there's always going to be people who are like, this is awesome. This resonates yeah. with me. Like you don't have to dull down your message to get on MTV because there's only one channel to get the publicity you want. You know what I mean? So totally. yeah. you can really be whoever you want, but yeah, I kind of went off track there, but yes, I love crystals. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I love that message though. It's so true. And that's the power of the internet and social media that we mm. can just put ourselves out there and we will connect with people who like what we're putting out there. Yeah. It's freaking yeah. awesome. And like the brighter and more authentic, you, I hate the word authentic because it's such a buzzword. It kind of so feels... Do we. I know it kind of feels like it doesn't mean anything but it does it's like when you don't apologize for who you are it attracts people to you so quickly and there's something really like sexy and like deeply juicy about someone who's just like this is who I am and I don't give a fuck if you like it or not people are so magnetized to that I think because a lot of people wish that they felt like that in their own lives and they draw strength from seeing somebody else mm. fully embody it. Um, so I think whenever you can be your total self, that is so empowering for other people. Oh, oh, yes. I love that so much. And obviously self-love practices and rituals can help you, you know, become your true self in the public eye more. So what, right. are, some of the, what are some of the rituals you do to bring self-love into your life? But the first one and like the most major one is gratitude, like actively mm. practicing gratitude every day. Um, you know, on Periscope every day, I talk about five things I'm grateful for. And Love everybody that. watching says the five things they're grateful for. Mm. And it's just such a really quick mood booster and mood lifter. Um, I love that. So gratitude is massive. And then other than that, like, I mean, I do a lot of kind of like witchy ritual stuff. But one yeah. of my favorite things to do, and I th I'm pretty sure we did this at the salon was we have I have this like um magical paper that sparkles and oh, yeah. as it burns and so I have this miniature cauldron it's like a tra I call it my travel cauldron because it has been <laughs> all over the world with me um it's this little cast iron pot with a triple goddess symbol on the side and you write down whatever you want to let go of you put it on mm -hmm. the sparkly mm -hmm. paper and then you set it on fire and it's just this massively freeing feeling um, yeah, yeah. And there's something very like primal about burning your fears, you know. There's something mm -hmm. very powerful about it. Yeah, oh yeah, I we had so much fun at that salon, and there was another one where we like <laughs> sprinkled rose petals. Over oh our yeah, house. that was fun. <laughs> yes, totally. You shower yourself <laughs> with rose petals. So much fun. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. So Gala, in your journey, has there any has there been any like big influences in your life that you just like, you know, you've learned a lot from or that you look up to or like look sideways to and you just like, oh, they're awesome and that just inspired me a whole bunch. Um, 
I think in the beginning there weren't really, but as I am doing this for longer, I look at women like Gabby Bernstein, Danielle mm, Laporte, Chris yeah. Cobb, Marie Folio, like they really are the top of their game. And there's mm-hmm. a reason why so many people look up to them. Like everything that they put online and their whole presence is really impeccable. And I find that yeah. really inspiring to mm. be around. Um, and also like a really, good not that I'm competitive with it because I'm not and what we do is very different but I really Mm. like to think when I'm producing something like is this at their standard like is this up to par or is it even better than something that I think they've created Mm -hmm. Um, I love that yeah and because I think um it can be tempting to look at the people you admire and almost want to hang back from it a little bit you don't Mm. want to like be too big or whatever but if you can if you think of yourself as being their peer and creating at the same kind of level of quality that they do. I mean, that will really force you to grow so quickly and it'll really, your skills will get upgraded so quickly because you're, you're forcing yourself to try harder than you would normally. Oh, I, I totally that. agree with that. I, yeah. I think I'm Marie Folio shared a quote. Yeah. Like, we like, wrote it down what, yeah. What would you do if you were the best in the world at what you do? And, and we just like always go back to that. We're like, mm. yeah, what would we do if we were the best at this instead of absolutely? Like, yeah. Oh. I, yeah. I think that's awesome advice. And um, yeah, to not like, we can all be as good as the people we look up to. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think like looking sideways and like, just being like, yeah, we're all awesome in our own way mm-hmm. is yeah. so amazing. So yeah. uh, your your online community, like they absolutely adore you and it's really amazing like that you've created this really safe place for people to go to and be themselves. So how important is, you know, community building and being really engaged with your community online? It's so important. It's so, so important. And it can be hard, especially once your community grows and there's a lot of comments mm. and a lot of emails and that kind of thing. Like, Keeping up with that can be really hard, but making the effort is so valuable. Um, Like Mm -hmm. I always try to reply to questions on Instagram or Twitter um, or Facebook. Like I just try to be as available as I can be because without those people, like you don't have a business. Yeah, You have to treat those people so well. And, you know, they deserve to be – like I think people get kind of not like confused or misled, but they forget that the the – usernames and stuff actually belong to a real person and this this person believes in you and they might have invested in one of your products because they really believe that it will work for them and those people you know you have no idea how hard they had to work to earn that money yeah you have no idea like how badly maybe they need your help so Mm -hmm. I think just having that sense of awareness that you're talking to real people this is not just like a customer service problem these are real people is really important yeah, uh, really, really, really great advice. So you're obviously a very busy person doing <laughs> all this amazing stuff online, meeting amazing people in New York, going out for fun dates for your boyfriend. Woo! How do you keep everything balanced? Like what do you do to chill out or relax? Um, I feel like I'm only just starting to learn how to relax recently. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because I'm 32 and I feel like I'm slowing down a bit. Like it used to be... <laughs> that I would literally work all day and all night Mm. and I was like psyched and stoked and ready to go. And now I have days where I'm like, you know what? I'm tired. I just want to rest. Like that's what I want to do. Um, so what do I like to do? I have um, a projector next to my bed. And so I like to lie in my bed and watch movies projected on the wall. It's very satisfying. 
Oh, that's fun. fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, that's so cool. So, so I like to do that. Um, I love to work out. That's like my happy place. It makes me feel mm-hmm. super good. Um, and yeah, like I, I really have been making an effort to kind of unplug over the weekends as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and I think especially because like my boyfriend kind of works a traditional schedule. So his weekends are mm. very sacred to him. Um, so I don't want to be like doing emails while he's like, Hey, it's Saturday morning. Like, let's go get breakfast or, you know, whatever he wants to do. Um, And kind of just, like, because our relationship is kind of new, I mean, it's probably Mm -hmm. like five or six months in, I really, I I guess one of the ways that I unwind is by kind of letting him take the lead on, like, social activities and shit. Like, I really like not planning a bunch of stuff all the time. That's really exhausting to me. And it's nice to just kind of do what he feels we should do. Like, I don't really care what we do is, you know, like we have a good time doing anything. Anything. So like, I love that. Yeah. Like just take charge and I'll wear something cute and it'll be great. Like (laughs) it's nice. Like it really takes the pressure off. I feel like um, I'm I'm so control freaky about things that I can have Mm -hmm. a tendency to be like, okay, so today we should do this. Then we should do that. Like, it's exhausting. I don't need to be yeah. like that in every area of my life, which is something I'm learning this year. Ah, oh, I love awesome. it. Well, we're almost out of time. It's been so amazing chatting with you, Gala. <laughs> and we have one last question for you. But before we get to that, we'd love yes. you to tell all of our listeners where they can find more info about you and your book and everything that you do. Awesome. So my website is galadarling.com and I'm at galadarling on Instagram, Facebook, Periscope, Twitter, everywhere you can think of. Um, <laughs> the information about ordering my book is at galadarling.com slash book. It's really mm-hmm. easy to remember. Um, and if you pre-order before the 9th of February, which I don't know if this will be live by then, but yeah. if it is, if you pre-order before the 9th of February, you get my Radical Self-Love Bible course, which is a three-month course of art journaling. You get 31 days of Radical Self-Love letters in your inbox, and you also get a downloadable poster of things to do when you're feeling unhappy, which you can print out and put on your wall. They're really awesome gifts, like $150 worth of awesomeness. Um, so yeah, and you can, if you're in Australia, you can order my book on Booktopia. I've heard that that is the Yay. best place. Oh, to that's get it. awesome. That's Excellent. so good. We'll make sure yeah. everybody knows. <laughs> so our very last question is, what is the one mantra you're living by right at this moment? My mantra is about like feeling the joy and not being afraid to feel the joy. I yeah. think um, we can get this like joy shadowing where we're afraid to feel good because it might go away or it might not mm. last or something will change. But the thing that I'm really focusing on is feeling that joy right now and who gives a shit what happens in five minutes time, but really feeling it with my whole body. Um, and it's such a beautiful thing. Oh, oh, I love it. Good one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Gala, for spending this time with us. We're so grateful for all of your knowledge and all of your inspiration. We know that our listeners are going to get so much from this episode. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You guys are awesome. And when you come back to New York, let's hang out. Oh, yeah. Awesome. How freaking cool is Gala Darling? Anyway, next week we have another epic guest coming on the show. His name is Mick Spencer and he's actually a fellow Canberran and he's doing epic stuff 
stuff and we can't wait to share his story with you. You're going to love it. And I also think it's about time we did another podcast all about the Merrymaker Sisters. So listen in for that next week too. But if you loved this episode and you're loving the podcast, we would be so grateful if you guys gave us a five-star review on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more people who find out about the podcast. Yay! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.